What up, what up, what up, world? Baguette boys are back. Better than ever. Always. Better than ever. Back at it again. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you, how you been? I've been, uh, I've been all right. I'm hanging in there, surviving. I checked off the alive task on my journal the other day, <laughs> so I'm feeling good. There it is. Yeah, there it is. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I feel like I got a nice little tan. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, that's SoCal weather. I know. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that I'm out of that that northeast uh, winter right now. Oh that's god, weird. you're not missing much. Actually, this past week has been really nice. It was like 70, 72 to seventy five the last four or five what? days. Yeah, it's it's been a wild November so far. Not looking forward to this winter since we had a huge snowstorm before, uh, like three or four days before Halloween. And then all of a sudden it got super warm. So my seasonal allergies are flaring up like a crazy. Wow. Well, the weather in Seattle. Oh, wait. I mean, San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. How long was that? (laughs) Area. (laughs) Uh, The drive was like, it was 14 hours total. I stopped in the middle. I did like a weekend thing, Saturday to Sunday. So it wasn't too bad. But I actually want to talk about some of the podcasts I listen on the way down. I got some good nuggets of information if you guys are interested. I'm always interested in some good nuggets. Cool. All right. Well, the first one I wanted to bring up, it was this podcast called Reply All. And pretty much there's this researcher that came on that talked about how they systematically measured happiness. And I was very intrigued because I was like, how do you measure happiness? But what they did, they created what they called the hedonometer because it's hedonism, pleasure, happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they pretty much put together this system where they got all everyone's tweets in the world and they assigned point values to each word, one to nine and nine being the highest for whether a word was positive or not. And they pretty much tracked what days society collectively was happiest or saddest. Huh. And it was was really interesting. Well, because the interesting part was 2020 has been shattering records for saddest day of the year <laughs> left and right <laughs> not surprised at all right so i think by hearing that i thought it was pretty accurate but the saddest day on record before that which i think we can all agree was a very sad day was the day of the las vegas shooting uh yeah yep. it was yeah big time quite quite a shitty day mm-hmm. and Putting I, it I remember, <laughs> yeah right i i actually remember crying about it which i was like caught off guard yeah i mean we had some friends that were there so yeah that's the crazy but, part um but with that, the again, the records in 2020 just shattered it. Like the day, I think it was the day that the coronavirus broke uh, or quarantine started breaking in America. Everything, everyone got sad. The next one was George Floyd's death. Oh, wow. And then the one that is currently holding the top spot is five days after George Floyd's death, when I think the rest of the country yeah. and the world kind of just started to catch on. Yeah. Wow. But, interesting, interesting that they put a point value on words and then kind of created a, a system for it actually i'm not surprised that that's the saddest day i'm really yeah yeah so but the the funny part of that was they've had to take certain words out because the meaning of the words have changed <laughs> for okay example, let me, yeah let me hear some for example the only example they gave was the word thirsty <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome the, the the researcher you can tell he's like an older dude that doesn't do a ton no of idea things. what he's that's like, about he's like I thought the word was just to drink some water. I don't know what's going on. That's amazing. <laughs> so that was the first interesting thing. One, um, the ones that have more applicable to our podcast, 
I'd listen to David Tennant does a podcast with, and his guest for the one I listened to was Stacey Abrams, which she is incredible. Let me just say like, she is so put together and just like eloquent, but at the same time makes you feel like you're her friend. It was interesting. Cause usually when people use big words like that, I'm like, all right, I don't know what you're talking about. I can kind of get the gist, but that's, <laughs> that's a lot going on. Yeah. So one of the things she said, I liked, she said, work-life balance is bullshit. And she calls it more like work-life work life balance. It's work-life Jenga, where you're trying to find the right piece at the right time and stack it on top to try and maintain the equilibrium and not have it fall down. But eventually it will all fall down and all you can do is put it back together. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that before. It's an interesting analogy to use. I thought that was pretty good. And the other one where David Tennant asked her, about how she oftentimes is put pushing a boulder up a hill. And she said, yes, that's my job where I'm pushing a boulder up a hill, but what keeps me going and what keeps me positive is that the boulder is moving. Ah, oh, that's a good way of looking but, at that too. I love that. Right? I, yeah. I thought we would love it. And I, I'm actually gonna use that throughout today's podcast, which we'll get into a little bit later, mm-hmm. but I thought that was really awesome. And the last one I'll end with, you guys know I have to end with this, but I listened to All the Smoke, which is a basketball <laughs> podcast. Um, with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And the mm-hmm. episode I listened to was when they had Kobe on the show. Oh, RP. Yeah. And obviously Kobe drops a lot of nuggets left and right. But what he said, which I think applies to us and why I love talking to you guys all the time, working with you guys, is that when you work with people that see the world the same way, that's when magic happens. Yeah. That's very inspiring. Yeah, man. Roby Bryant dropping knowledge from the grave. Always. Man. So, Legends never die, right? Exactly, man. They keep going and they keep inspiring us. But Honestly, with that, when you, were, when you were mentioning the beginning, like what what are the saddest days? I thought potentially one of the saddest days they were going to mention was going to be Kobe's death. Hmm. I think it was my saddest day. But... That's for sure. I think it hit a lot of people. So I was thinking, dang, I, I wonder if that's going to be on there. But I think obviously the George Floyd one is uh, probably obviously way bigger. But I thought maybe that yeah. might be one of the. I think. In a normal year, Kobe's death probably wouldn't have been the top spot, but I think 2020 is a little abnormal. Yeah, a lot of things have happened that year. Tough. But with that, uh, let's get back into what we normally do, which we'll start off with reviewing our challenge from last week. So the challenge I gave to everyone, which is kind of a hard one to do within a week, but I'm interested to see what we all say, and hopefully we continue it forward, but it's just hit the gas hard, right? We're all feeling some burnout, and it's very natural this time of year and with everything going on. So just hitting the gas as hard as you can, even though you don't want to, which kind of also plays into today's topic, but I'll, uh, I'll start with Richie on this one. So for me, I was just getting back to work the past week and a half now. And so for me, this was, it was, it was interesting to get back to work really. And what it meant for me was just trying to play catch up on a lot of different things, trying to read a lot of different emails that I got like hundreds and hundreds of emails. And that's not an exaggeration for work and just playing catch up. And, you know, I'm not totally, you know, I wasn't, didn't feel like I wasn't feeling like I was in the total right mindset of like, I want to be back at work. It was more just like, all right, I have to push through that mindset of this is, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not really feeling it. And, but I know I have to do my job and kind of like day in and day out kind of just push through that and just be a professional and uh you know just get it done and so for me that was a big that was a big first week back um and because i did that now i'm feeling into this week i'm feeling a little bit better Um, i'm i'm caught up and uh because i did because i pushed through 
and, uh, you know, avoided the burnout in some capacity, like just hit the gas, I guess. Um, it, it helped me for this week and made my week for this week already way easier than it could have been. Amazing. Gotta yeah, love man. that. Gotta love, love that. that. Yeah. Damn. You guys just made me blush so hard. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go next for my uh, for my challenge. I, besides literally hitting the gas very hard on my way down from Seattle, I did it in the sense of when I when I got here. Obviously, after you drive fourteen hours in a weekend, you're a little burnt out in a lot of ways. But my mom, when I talked to her on the way in, she was like, "Take some, take a break. Just you know, you got there. Just leave yourself in the car and take a little break." And I was like, "No, I need to do this now because I didn't want to wait when." The nighttime fell and I had a bunch of stuff. I even had like this weird roof bag on my Honda Civic. I can't say roof rack because Honda Civics don't really have a roof rack. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it worked out. But uh, yeah, we got everything in within like 30, 45 minutes. And it just felt good that I can like come into my, my apartment, my new apartment and just take a breather and just start unpacking inside and not really have to worry about it. So it did help my week out a lot too, because being in this new apartment, it's obviously a lot of new things going on, but I was able to go into my routine Monday and not really miss a beat. So it was, it was nice. I'm sure. I mean, being stressed with moving and having that all fall back, you don't want to carry that into a Monday or a Tuesday. You want to be done with it. So hitting that gas pedal, I'm sure you were going 90, 100 miles an hour as soon as you got across the border. I was, uh, had to catch myself a few times. Yeah. Well, look, I, I went, went, went. It was, uh, it was a big week for me. Um, so the COVID numbers here in Boston aren't improving, so we had to do some uh, precautionary stuff with the gym. So work was a bit stressful for me, but things had to get done, and the challenge couldn't have come at a better time, and I hit that gas pedal all the way to the end of the week. And unfortunately, my week uh, ends on a Saturday, so I don't really have much of a weekend to kind of push through, but I do have a, a day and a half because I do get out um, around 2 or 3 o'clock on Saturday. So I cherish those that day and a half. Uh, weekend. So um, that that was a good challenge for me because it helped motivate me and kind of push me towards that end line. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. Nice. Yeah. And I'll get right into my week because I'm already here. Why not? Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you already kind of know about my work week. So I'm just going to chat about my November goals uh, so far. So first off, I'm keeping the sleep consistency going. My sleep schedule has been on going to sleep around 1030 every night. And it's just been proven to be the time for me to go to bed. You know, I wake up in the morning feeling really, really good. And now that my body's used to going to bed at that time, I'm falling asleep a lot quicker than I usually would. And looking at my sleep data, I'm actually hitting some like REM and slow wave sleep really early in my sleep cycle. Usually it takes a little bit for it to kind of get involved, but more on that later if, if we really need to get into. But I did post on our Instagram about the sleep consistency there. I think there was only two days where my sleep performance was lower, but my sleep consistency was near optimal. And I felt that throughout the days. And on top of my other November goals was my making lists. And there were two days out of the week that I did not make a list. And I can tell you that they were not as productive as the other days. And it's really cool. I'm actually really proud of myself, to be honest, to see the differences in the days and how quickly I noticed that. uh, Because now I really do want to make lists in the morning and it's not just a tedious task for me. It's like, okay, I know I feel good when I make a list in the morning of things I got to get done. And when I accomplish those things, they're all small wins. And because I work afternoons, my day has already started off so positively 
that it's it's just it's just awesome. So the only downside to my goals was my Instagram. I didn't end up posting anything, but I am a little bit more active on that page. And the reason I want to be more active on that page is because it brings a lot of positivity into my life because I don't follow a ton of accounts on there, but I do follow a lot of like motivational stuff and people that influence me to always be better. So I'm happy that I'm back on that and looking at that. So I do plan on posting on Friday. So help me out, peeps. Hold me accountable. You know it's there. You know I'm going to do it. So you got to be on me for that. Um, but I'll most likely set an alarm for myself to post something. So woo! how about that? for a You heard it here first. Yeah, you did. Friday. 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 I, love, I love that on that account you're following. You have like positive energy. Like you let you follow, right? So that it's just benefiting you because now you're just, just raising, lifting up your spirits and then lifting up other people's spirits with all that fire post that you post mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now i'm curious derek how was your week yeah tell me about your week derek yeah so obviously the move was the biggest part of my week and driving that much usually does suck but i i actually loved it a lot just because i got to call a bunch of old friends listen to this podcast i talked to you about jamming out by myself in the car i think there's something to me therapeutic about driving where you're you're you don't have to worry about being productive because you all you have to do is drive. So if you do anything in the car that you love, it's kind of like an added bonus with, you know what I'm saying? So that was nice. Um, called Again, I called a bunch of people I haven't talked to in a while. It was just really nice to reconnect with a bunch of people and they all really appreciate it. So that was, that was a good aspect of my week. Moving in has been good. I haven't uh, missed a beat in terms of my program, which is, I, I realize, I guess I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but impressive. To most people, to me, I, I'm a little down on myself because a lot of my goals have been suffering long term because obviously moving takes a lot out. But the good news is my November goal of adding the scoreboard functionality to my Project One game is technically complete. I actually finished it, I think, Monday. And I added it and I actually deployed it to a live server, which has been awesome. And I'm going to use that experience with my portfolio website. And just it's, it's inter- interrelating a lot and it, it makes me feel really good. Um, I'm not going to publicize it yet to our listeners because there's some things I want to tweak. I want to make it look nice and just make sure it's uh, usable in a, in a better user experience way. But I'm really proud of everything that's that's happened with it. Who's uh, who's in first place right now? It should be me. Unless, <laughs> no, I didn't do it. I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was I was all worried, man. Yeah. Don't do that to me. <laughs> but anyways, um, I'm sure these guys are going to beat me at some point. But for now, you'll see at the top it says Foftimus. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, Richie, hit us with it. Uh, for my week, I was in Palm Springs actually, and it was nice. I got some fun. Got to hang out with some of my buddies from where I went to college, my college buddies uh, in San Francisco. And now they're probably going to become Derek's friends more than mine, but we'll see. <laughs> and yeah, it was. I mean, it was my first week back, so for, for work, and I mentioned that already, and. Like I mentioned, it was tough to just get kind of get back on track and back on in working life. And I, it is tough when you have like two weeks off and then you have to get back into it. But had to hit the gas, as we, as we mentioned earlier. And this week has been pretty good. I feel like I'm really getting back on track. And I mentioned last uh, last month, last episode that I wanted to be journaling. And so I did kick that off and it's been going pretty well. It was strange to get back into it, but it's really been therapeutical as we've continued or as I've continued. Um, and now, you know, it's making me realize, all right, I need to do some other things. And 
potentially also follow Connor's lead and start making some lists, some daily lists, or maybe some weekly lists. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm going to play with it a little bit and figure out what works for me. And one of the other weird things that I've noticed, and this might be another trend that I need to follow Connor on, is uh, my sleep and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on there. Oh, my God. I'm in a little waking up. You're I don't a know. I'm going to have to get a <laughs> just trying to copy him i'm all yeah, for it say, i'm all for it it's the biggest form of flattery right it's flattering somebody um <laughs> yeah i think that for me you know when you see somebody somebody doing some good trends and it's working for them it might be something to consider and so for me you know i've been having i've been noticing since my tonsils got removed that i my sleep has been a little bit off and i can't get it back and i don't know what it is exactly and so I want to see what's going on and understand a little bit better. And I want to be a little bit more productive throughout the day. And so I want to maybe create a list also. Um, so those are two things that going into this week, I'll be looking into and just playing with and potentially trying to figure out if I'm going to get a whip or not. <gasps> a whoop and bro. Get out of here with hashtag whoop at whoop. We'll, we'll, we'll mention them. <laughs> we'll mention them later, but yeah, do it. <laughs> Well, I was gonna. I want to ask. You want to get back to your your previous sleep, right? You mean you're like, you're like five hours, four hours a night sleep? I guess the problem is, is that when I've been waking, I haven't been so much like, oh, like I wake up and I'm like not so tired. I've been waking up and I'm like, wow, I really don't feel like I rested that well. And I've been going to bed early, and it's been strange for me. I mean, usually I don't need that much sleep. My body's still, I think, recovering. And I need to give it more sleep. And I've been trying my best to do that. I've been sleeping a lot, actually, more than I definitely usually do. Yeah. And um, But I'm still struggling. I need to, I don't know what it is. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, maybe I'm not getting enough REM sleep. Maybe I need to exercise more. I don't know what exactly it is. But I, did, I didn't even mention this, but I did go to physical therapy, try to get my knee checked out. And that was super exciting. And I sent all, like, the documents over that to Connor uh, as my, as my, Third, third person review of it and uh, you like it too. Well, you can come to the master for any guidance at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. All right. Well, um, that was all, that was very fun. That was I love that. But with that, we're going to transition into today's main topic. So I think a very natural point to transition from burnout is to go the opposite direction. And we're going to take that in direction of willpower. So Obviously, you can overcome burnout in a lot of different ways, but one way is to kind of brute force it, which in this case will be just willpower and just be like, you know what, I need to do this. I need to push off what I what my thoughts are doing right now, and I need to just do it. I think that is a very big aspect of it where you're, you're telling yourself, it doesn't matter what's happening. I need to grind this out, and I need to have that willpower to, to make it happen. So first, I want to start off. That's my little definition. Um, I'm curious. Do, do you guys have any other definitions you want to, you want to give? Yeah. Um, I love that explanation from going from burnout to willpower. I mean, there's some instances where that burnout feel, the instant gratification is, let me stop because I'm going to feel better. And willpower is our ability to delay that gratification. And one person that brought this onto the map was uh, Roy Baumeister. He discovered that our will, just like a muscle, can be fatigued if we spend too much time on activities that require self-control. And according to him, the strength of our willpower depends on the level of energy available in our brain at a given moment. Um, he did an experiment back, I believe in the 80s, 
um, that involved a hard to resist food like fresh baked cookies and a resistible food like radishes. Um, both were sitting right in front of the participant and they were all given a puzzle to complete in 30 minutes. Those who ate the radishes, therefore resisting the cookie temptation, ended up giving up on the puzzle within eight minutes. So their attention span was not there. But those who had the cookies, therefore resisting the radishes, actually ended up going for about 19 minutes on the puzzle, completed or not completed. It was about an average of that. So obviously we should all be eating cookies, in my opinion, if it's going to make us last longer. <laughs> but it just goes to show that drawing on willpower to resist the cookies, it just drained the subject's self-control for just the subsequent situations. And I really find that interesting and fascinating because dieting nowadays has gotten a lot better practically, but it was all about restrictions. And a lot of the times diet would be way too restrictive and people would ultimately fail on the diet and resort back to that yo-yo dieting. But you know, restriction is good, but only to a certain degree. And in this case, it can affect performance in other areas of our life. And if you're so focused on not eating this or not eating that, it can definitely affect other areas of your life. So if you have no self-control and you start dieting, your body will be drained so much from just focusing on the diet that it just leaves other areas of your life to take the hit. So now I'm not saying don't go out and diet, but know your limitations, know what you can and what you can't do. I mean, this actually kind of goes back to our first episode of being true to yourself. We all want that success mark, but if we end up depleting our willpower muscle, uh, it quickly tends to do more harm than good, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's makes me feel so good and validated because I actually have an anecdotal version of what you said. And now that you backed it up with some science, I actually feel kind of validated. That's like, yeah, what I just keep telling myself makes sense. Yeah. Where I, I have always told myself, your mind is a muscle. And when you think of it, like in that analogy, the way you work out and you build muscle and you build strength and endurance is progressive overload. You keep running a little bit further. You keep lifting a little bit heavier. And the more you do it, the more your muscles will respond the right way. The same applies to your mind, right? You don't have to do everything today. In fact, I feel like if you do too much in one day, your brain won't literally explode, but people are like overloaded in their head. Like I need to lay down. I can't do this. Right. But if you keep doing a little bit every single day, you'll eventually find yourself in a better groove and you'll, it just happens over time. Um, and I find the opposite of that happening right now where like <laughs> my entire schedule is kind of like unraveling cause I'm kind of coming out of that and I need to get back into that. I need to have a little bit of willpower each day to just kind of get back into my daily routine. So it was just interesting. You said that I, I love that. Yeah. It almost comes back to the quote that uh, I know Richie might think of right now. So most people overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year. No, wasn't going to say it. No. Ah. <laughs> a little bit different, but basically around willpower for dieting, I think that is particularly an instance of consistency compounds where you can, if you're, if you're consistent, if you're consistent on it, you don't, you know, I think that's a big thing about dieting, right? Is like not necessarily saying like limiting yourself so much on so many different things. Cause then eventually your willpower is going to break. Um, but like even like the rock, like even the rock has these big cheat days where he's eating like hundred sushi rolls or an entire pizza because that's his day off. That's his one day where he's like, I can eat literally anything because I can if I suffer for a week or whatever it is, however long his dieting is, he's gonna have that one day where he's kind of being able to uh, uh, break it, break loose and and show or just eat whatever he wants. But I think another instance of willpower that we haven't mentioned yet is actually FOMO. FOMO meaning fear of missing out. Huh. 
So I live in New York City, one of the busiest and most craziest places there is. And there's a lot to do. And I think that willpower, when we're talking about willpower, I think that there's a instance where you know you shouldn't go out or you know that maybe you can't afford it or maybe you know you have other priorities and somehow some way you have some FOMO uh, some fear of missing out and therefore you decide to go out and one of the instances that I took on when you know when I moved there in January or when I moved there um, a year ago like I went out all the time trying to meet people and then at some point I was like I can keep doing this like this is way too much for me like new york city is a different beast and one way to avoid going out for me was like i need to have an activity that i do every single saturday morning that way i can't go out on fridays and that was my like willpower of being able to like yeah i gotta stay in on friday night i can go out one day a week and this is the day i'm gonna go out and uh for me that was an instance of you know trying to drive the willpower to uh avoid unnecessary going out that's a really good example of willpower, but I just gotta say, those are that's some some mighty fine first world problems right there, boy. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> but that that's very true. So uh, willpower it comes in all shapes and sizes, and we're gonna talk a lot about the ins and outs of it. But I want to hear, um, besides that first world problem example, which I I love from you, Richie. I want to hear if you guys have any other examples of when you had to use your willpower. And overcome something that was actually really hard, not just something that you were deflated by, but something that like was fundamentally challenging to who you are as a person and, and your character. I don't know if I have anything that was like fundamentally problematic for me, but I can go back into college and almost taking that FOMO example, but applying it to a sport and not wanting to miss out on activities throughout college. I mean, there's a lot of times when soccer was so demanding that you had to stay disciplined and not give into temptations of going out on a Friday night because you knew you had a game on Saturday. Even though the game was at 3 p.m. on Saturday, you still had to take precautions because you still wanted to perform on those certain days. And so that's for me, when you, when you ask about an example, that's a prime example for me when I'm thinking about the willpower and being able to restrain myself from wanting to go out and go out and party with my friends the night before a game, or even just having a dry season for that matter, pushing through those moments because you know, it's so much better. I mean, there have been studies with the whoop band about how alcohol affects your progression throughout the weeks. And if I had known that in college or given that information to other people, I'm sure that willpower would have gradually become more and more knowing that the side effects of going out and that FOMO feel were going to be more. Yeah, I think an example for me, and not a lot of people know this, and I know uh, I know you guys know about it, and some of our friends do. So for me, one of the hard ones, and I think it, a lot of people will relate, is I actually chew tobacco a lot when I was like in college and then after college a little bit. And for me, that's always been a hard one, is like breaking the habit, because it's more of like an addiction now, or then, that it was... Uh, than it was anything else. And like having the willpower to continually every single day kind of fight that. And then obviously like when you get past like a certain number of days, you know, you beat it. But, you know, every day when you have like a little bit of stress or a little bit of anxiety or whatever it might be, you might think about going back to it. Um, being And for me, it's always been like this ongoing willpower of like, yeah, I don't really need that. Um, it's kind of like a strange habit, but it was basically like I played baseball in college and it sort of like just randomly happened. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's been definitely a continual willpower of fighting through this of just like, yeah, you don't really need it. And there's other ways to get around it. But I definitely feel that when I'm like a little bit stressed or not a little bit, when I get like severely stressed out or severely like anxious about something, those are the times when I'm like specifically, all right, I like could definitely go back and go buy a can of chewing tobacco and do this again. And it's an ongoing battle of like willpower um, just continuously. And I think that's a primary example for me. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's super personal. I mean, thank you for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, thanks for that, man. That makes me think of a really good question, which when you're in, in those situations when you're super stressed out and you're like, you immediately think like, hey, I could go for, for some chew right now. Is there something that you do in those situations that like dissuades you from doing that? Or is there any like, sort of like voodoo stuff that you like kind of think of i don't know you know what i'm saying yeah, I, I think there's like and, and for those of you that don't understand what i'm talking about like where there's like high stress high anxiety levels it'd be like basically like if you ever been like if you've ever come home and been like i want a beer or i want a glass of wine or i want a drink it's that moment of like all right you take the crack open the beer and you have that first sip after a long day of work and there's like that sense of like Every you feel like the tension from your neck and your shoulders just kind of release for a moment. That same feeling, it would be the same exact feeling that I would get from chewing tobacco, right? Just for clarification there. And so how I would basically beat that is there's a lot of st different studies out there and a million different ways that you can beat this. For me, it's basically measuring the pros and cons. I think now when I've looked at it back at it, it would just basically just be like, look, like I can't, I can't continually do this. And I think more about, all right, if I do it one time now, how is, how am I going to stop it again? If I break now, then I'm going to have to start this whole thing all over again. And that sucks. That's harder than just not doing it now. And um, the reason I obviously wanted to stop is it's unhealthy and a million different reasons why. But um, particularly, I more think of like, all right, if I do this, it's going to make everything else worse. And I'd rather just suffer, like kind of suffer a little bit. I don't really need it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. That's kind of the way I deal with it, though. And I'm probably different than other people in that sense. No, oh, that's, that's good. That's, I'm sure people are going to appreciate you sharing that and how you you fight it every day. Do you have an example, Derek? Oh, good question. I actually <laughs> did not have one, but as you both were talking, I kind of thought of an example that not really me overcoming a lot. Cause I actually looking back on my life, I feel like I didn't have a ton of willpower or control or restraint in a lot of situations. I feel like I kind of just like went through high school and college and just kind of like enjoyed it and all these things. And I realized that, I went to a great school and had a fun time and I've always was chasing like big goals and big dreams. But I realized a lot of where my willpower came was actually my mom. And you guys can testify to this, but my mom pushed me through a lot of things and helped me through a lot of things. And I appreciate what she did, but I realized that if we're taking the analogy that your mind is a muscle by her doing what she did and helping me so much, it kind of like made my willpower atrophy a little bit. Hmm. Um, Cause when I got to college, I, I definitely did not have that discipline that I have now or that um, that sense of self-pride and and just like in the work I do. It was more like, let me have fun and like, like, I'll do my homework. Sure, sure, sure. Let me just do it and like go join organizations, have fun, which is great and social. But I definitely did not have that willpower that both of you had had to exude in those examples. Um, and I'm, I'm appreciative of what my mom did. I, I can't thank her enough. 
but I definitely recognize that my willpower atrophied a ton. Shout out, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think really, I think Connor, your example for me is such a real life example for everybody. Like the FOMO, just saying no, the ability to be able to say, no, I can't go out is actually really hard. Like, especially when you're trying to meet people or you want to hang out. Like if I asked you, if you were in town and you had something to do tomorrow and I asked you to go out, it'd be pretty hard for you to say no. Very much so. That's only because I don't see you that often. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like that's the thing is, is I think saying no to people is one of the hardest things to do, and it relies heavily on willpower. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think saying no to somebody, saying no in general, is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, well, Derek, you're talking more about the muscles. How do you train? If you're going to consider willpower as a muscle. How in how in the world is somebody supposed to train willpower? Great question. I I think it comes down to the details. I think it comes down to in your brain the specific moment of my day is over. Uh, what can I do? I can like oh I want to hop on the couch for a little bit. And I'm guilty of this, especially recently, where like oh I need to take a break. Let me just hop on my bed and just kind of hang out for 10, 15 minutes. But I think the instance of where you train your willpower is man. I want to get in bed. But instead, I'm going to do something else, do something that's like mildly productive. It doesn't have to be like you're solving the, your entire world's problems or anything, but just do something. And this is, I'm relating it back to what I said in the beginning, what Stacey Abrams said. I know you're pushing a boulder up a hill. I know we're all doing that. And it feels like it's a lot and you want to take a break. But if you take a break, that boulder is going to come crashing down. All you need to remember is you're doing something. And with time, that something will grow into something incredible so you just got to keep pushing no matter matter how small it is i love that it's like starting small and and building your way up I, exercise is a great example of it i think we've all been in the position where we start something it goes well for a few weeks maybe a few months and then slowly dwindles away or eventually we just quit um, and that's usually because we bite off more than we can chew and we are stuck thinking uh, i don't have what it takes uh, i suck i'll never be able to do this when in reality, we do have what it takes, but we're just doing more than our brain can handle. And for, to me, those who can manage to make it work usually start off small and, and progress from there. This kind of goes back to our podcast of setting goals. Are your goals actually attainable for yourself? I think that's a big honesty question that we have to ask for ourselves because the human brain is wired to favor instant gratification. If your end goal or if our end goal for say is, is to be the CEO of a company, uh, it's hard to stay motivated if you don't have the little steps to take you to that top position. Uh, obviously, purpose is a huge factor when when drive is there because it can drive us to that end goal. And if it's important to us, it, we can make it happen. But let's be honest. I mean, most of us don't have that quote unquote purpose. You know, we just want to we want it, but we don't we don't really want it. And if we give ourselves little goals with that instant gratification, not every day, but every other day, every week. It can make that journey to the top that much more attainable and that much more enjoyable. Before we go to Richie, really quick, I want to—I just want to ch chime in and say some more tangible things that I do because I realize we're talking a lot of like general, not general, but just like the bigger picture stuff. But um, for tangible stuff that I do, I just want to jump in and say that where the small things that I do where I don't feel like I have a lot of willpower is checking my email and just doing my inbox and just kind of coming through it or like writing things down. I don't make a list like Connor's doing, but like I, again, I have the software, but just like coming through that and just kind of 
seeing what I have to do that I don't have the willpower to do right now. But just those little things that keep me organized overall. And then when I do have more willpower later on, then I can come in and be like, my email's cleared out and I have a plan that I did later before. So just those small things, are, and even just like cleaning my desk, cleaning my room, small things like that that make me feel a little bit more productive in the day. Yeah, I think there's a direct correlation between motivation, discipline, and willpower, potentially. Ooh. Because I think when we were talking about one of the things you were just mentioning was like motivation. It sounded like a little bit more to me than willpower, Derek. And then when you're like, when you're saying I had a little bit more willpower, I was like, oh, I think he means motivation here. If he had a little bit more motivation right now to just knock this thing out, maybe that's the thing he'd knock out, but could totally be off there. But when we're talking about ways of training, the way I think of, I'm obviously every day I struggle with willpower, but I think particularly um, the way I train it is trying to be disciplined, you know, remembering the long, long-term long goals and things like that. One one other instance of like willpower that I do it, deal with it a lot is like that moment after work where you just want to like sit down. I think like just like Derek mentioned, like lay in my bed, turn on Netflix and just turn something on really quickly. And then you kind of fall into that trap of like, do I, do I just watch another episode? Do I just watch another one? And oh, you, man. you get trapped. That's that instant gratification. Yeah, you get yeah. trapped. And I think that's such a real life example where everybody could, everyone can relate to that. You, you turn on Netflix or you turn on some show or you do something small and you're like, all right, like I'll just keep doing it. Like I'll just, and then you totally miss out on one or two hours or three hours or however long it is when you could have done something else. And so this week, particularly in my journal, I had wrote, I was writing down stuff. I was like, I didn't, I did achieve a lot today, but I didn't achieve some other things that I was hoping to achieve. And I remember just being like, all right, like, what did I do when I was writing my journal? What did I do that made me not achieve those other things? And it was literally turning on Netflix and watching a couple episodes. And then I, I was like, all right, like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to do this anymore. And then something else came up and something else came up. And I just, next thing you know, I didn't achieve the everything I wanted to achieve that day. And I just had a little bit more willpower and either watched one episode and that was it or waited to watch that episode, then I could have achieved all the things that I wanted to achieve that day. And it was just a really easy example of like, yeah, like I, I fall back on the same thing Derek does of let me just turn down, let me turn on Netflix for just one second. It'll, it'll be fine. I'll be able to turn it off. I know I'll be able to turn it off and you just don't. Um, I think it's super hard. Take- to I don't have all the right answers for that for sure. <laughs> you need to have the right answers, man. I need them from you. I, I need them too, but- <laughs> I but, think if I'm going to look at it again, I guess the one way to think about it would just be try to avoid that as much as possible. Like you mentioned, I think that's a, that's a really good answer. It's just like maybe give yourself a break. Don't fall into the trap. Uh, but Your bed is a trap. Do something else, yeah. Your bed can, is a trap. <laughs> can, can we uh, add a segment to our show where we like have a seg- – it's like um, – where we all fell off for the week. It's like, well, this didn't go to plan. This is a Netflix show I watched and it happened. Maybe, maybe I'm not opposed to that. That is, that is something that we did talk about previously. It was like, what is one thing this week that you did that, uh, yeah. If we're doing it right now, I've watched like five episodes of Mr. Robot. <laughs> it's a great show. No, for me, my, I, mine is just to turn on the Xbox and start playing video games. One, because I get to talk to some friends that I don't usually get to talk to, but 
that's my instant gratification. When I'm done with work, that's boom, click it on and I'm ready to go. And then I'm, three hours goes by because everything <laughs> goes so fast. Well, obviously not three hours sometimes. Sometimes it is. One word one word is 30 minutes. So you're at least playing two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. No, I, anyways, I'll do Netflix all day, but mine's like the most mind numbing stuff. So I could just like sit there and just like in a ball and just like, uh, <laughs> like a little noodle in my bed. Just all right. I, like the most, most mind numbing stuff. Like, do you watch Mr. Robot? At least like that like activates your brain a little bit. It's very True. detailed. I'm watching the most mind numbing Netflix that there is. What? My, my Super Earth. Sweet 16 or something like that? I'd be like, probably, I, I could get through like the entirety of the like, 20 seasons of NCIS and maybe like. Oh, oh. bro. <laughs> yeah, he watches it on two times speed like he does his podcast. Exactly. <laughs> No, like okay. that's just how I am. I don't know what it is. Like I'm so like, oh yeah, like I love the mind-numbing TV shows like that. Just kind of, just make me a little bit separate from reality. But I think we're getting off topic a little bit. Yeah, we are. As well, to come back, I actually wanted to ask Connor that question. Like, how do, how do you train uh, that willpower? Bring us back into willpower. Yeah, um, I, I will always relate things back to the gym. Um, one because I have to preach to a lot of people on how to stay motivated when they're not motivated and that's hashtag willpower or hashtag self-discipline in a sense and one thing that i always like to mention to people is know your why because if you know your why it's a lot easier to get those things done and it's easier in a gym aspect because most of these people are coming in for weight loss or something i, I hate those basic answers because everybody wants to do something but there's a real re, a real meaning behind why they're doing something I want to lose the weight because I don't like the way I look in these jeans or I want to lose the weight because I want to be able to do more activities with my kids or my grandkids. And understanding that reason why will help drive that willpower and help keep that self-discipline in the gym. And in reality, that can take you into any aspect of the life. You know, what's your why? Why are you at this job? And if there is no real reason why you're at your job, then the self-discipline is kind of lacking there. And that's why you'll find yourself kind of um, getting into your own head and doing little things that aren't as productive as they should be. So for me, it's, it's always knowing your why, no matter what the activity is. Knowing your why. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, I have a question on that though. I think that the, when, are, do you think that there's a, when we're talking about willpower, do you think that there's a correlation to, uh, you mentioned to your why, but I, I think more specifically, it's like, if I'm do if I'm in work mode, and I'm working on something that I'm really, really excited about. And maybe Derek, you could probably relate to this. If I'm working on something that I want to do, do you think that my motivation is goes up and therefore my willpower to do that thing is also up? Great question. I think the short answer is yes, but I, I think willpower and motivation are separate in the sense that willpower is something you're doing because you don't want to do it or you're struggling to finish it. You don't have that motivation that you have to like, like grind it out. Like it's, it's something that you don't want to do. So I think it relates in your question because even if you're super passionate about something, there comes a point where you're like, I'm sick of this. I can't look at the screen anymore. I can't play this game anymore. I don't want to practice this sport, something like that. But that is when you realize that like, Hey, I love this. And even though it sucks right now, it's going to reflect in my, website later my game later my something later so that's when you have that willpower 
to push through and make sure that goal of yours, that passion of yours really shines when the matter, it matters most. Yeah. There's always going to be like the, the thing you're passionate about, but then there's always going to be like that nagging activity that comes with it. There's always like a little bit more like operations to the innovation that you might have and you might love the innovation and you have to spend some time on the operations of, of an activity. And I think typically like when we're doing Trello and all these different things, like for sure, I think like, it's not always the most fun thing to do, but it's something that we have to do. And it's, you have to, we have to have willpower to do it every single week. 100%. I think that's, that's the, such a good example. We just told him how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> at Trello, please sponsor us too, along with at whip. Yeah. <laughs> but a uh, great question, man. I, I, I never thought about it where you could really use your willpower in different places like that, like doing Trello every week. It, it does kind of suck, but it is very necessary. But with that, I think we're nearing the end of our podcast. So I would like to everyone, like, like us to wrap it up. I know I have something that closes out, but just curious, do you have anything you guys want to say? Any, any closing thoughts or any conclusion, holistic review? Connor's shaking his head no. So, oh, Richie's also no, shaking senor. his head no. <laughs> so the only thing I want to say to close this out is that the unifying theme that I've noticed with all of what we said is having some larger goal or having some purpose to work towards. I think you, you really can't have that willpower unless you know what it's going towards. You could be working for some boss. You could be working for some company that you hate, but your willpower is going to be so terrible if it's not something that you actually believe in and something you're working towards. So remember that if you're in a job that you don't, you really don't love, maybe think about trying to find a new job before it's too late and you have to be there for the rest of your life. You know, <laughs> just some food for thought. I, I definitely agree with that. I think that there's activities you have to do because you, you absolutely just have to do them. People don't like doing their taxes. You gotta, you gotta do them though. And there's <laughs> all sorts of activities out there that you just have to, to fight it, fight it and get it done. Um, but I think that, you know, even when you don't want to do it, you have to rely on, you know, what am I doing it for? And, uh, for sure. That's, that's what I do every single day. Hell yeah. So with that, I'm going to give us this week's challenge. Recently, our challenges have been pretty open-ended and this week I want to make it specific. I want something you guys to do something very specific driven towards your willpower. We all like working out here. Everyone should be into their health and fitness on some level. So this week's challenge is to work out when you don't want to for at least 30 minutes. Listeners, you don't, I mean, if you don't time it, I, I won't know, but I hope you do time it. And hopefully you follow my words, but you two, you two that I'm looking at right now, mm. you guys better time it. You better do this. Even when you don't want to. You got it. Doesn't count when you're teaching a class, Connor. <laughs> Dang. So I got a minus 13 hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's this week's challenge. I'm excited to see what we do with it. Hopefully, you know, for me, I'll hold a handstand for 30 minutes. That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> that's wow. a long one. That is a <laughs> super head rush waiting to happen. Yeah. I don't think that's very healthy. But with that, we're done with today's podcast. So I will close it out like we always do, which is eat a baguette weekly on Mondays. Did you just do some flash in front of the camera like that? Yeah, the listeners can't see it, but I just did like a little head head turn for them. Go eat the wheat. We out. We out.